Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage? It's the strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means the people at the negotiating table need you just as much as you need them or need you more than you need them. And that's where the deal's going to come from. That's where you're going to get your manager. That's where you're going to get your label deal. That's where you're going to get your tour, your booking agent, uh, your other artists, your, your other musicians. That's why we literally called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. And the genius that came up with that is my good friend and my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he connects you directly to the pros. You can't do better than that. You can uh, get in touch with Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities for their artists. And through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists because investors know the numbers don't lie because numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other... Johnny D. What's up, brother? I'm just glad I got through that new intro on the <laughs> third time. I know. I know. It First time good. on air. <laughs> it as sounds far good. As you know, editing. And I am, uh, I am working out of my house today. So if you hear that echo in the room, echo, 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 that's what's going on. Or the Great Dane. Or if you hear a great Dane, yeah, he's pretty quiet, but um, if he jumps up and starts panting again, I'm going to have to make a panic move. But uh, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Great Dane's got the green apple quick step today. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, today we are we're going to talk about patience. Patience. How to be patiently impatient. <laughs> yeah. and the power of patience and understanding the game. Um, we're going to dive deep into that. I think it's going to provide some, um, some perspective on mm -hmm. everything that everybody's trying to do. Because if you're anything like I was when I was an artist, patience is, is – I was accused of a lot of things and being patient wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And, and it's because I didn't understand the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't understand the, the way that it kind of works. So, but before we do that, let's cover uh, a little bit of business here. So we yep. are proud as always to partner with uh, the climb podcast is proud to partner with disc makers who've been supporting any musicians before any music was even a thing. When you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, or distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, go to discmakers.com, D I S C makers.com. It's the only place you need to go. That's right. And while you're on their website, check out some of their other resources like poster stickers, t-shirts, and download some of their excellent free guides. They just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which is full of practical advice about mic placement and acoustic treatment and mobile recording. It really covers a lot that beginners and even those of you with some studio chops can learn from. You can click the guides and resources tab on the Disc Makers website to download that and a whole bunch of other guides. And you can find that at discmakers.com, D-I-S-C, makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That is 800-468-9353. 
Awesome. And hey, if you haven't joined the Climb Community, guys, please do so. That is on Facebook. Search for the Climb Community. Ask to be let in. We let everybody in as long as you have a picture in your profile there. Um, and just be good boys and girls. This is uh, some killer stuff going on there. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of talk about, um, you know, different things that people have uh, created wins um, with uh, songwriters getting hooked up, different marketing questions that are being asked and answered by just the people in the community. And you and I still try to jump in there and, and get on everything that we can. So it's, I think That's it's right. like a great resource. And also anything that I read um, that I think is relevant to the, um, to the, uh, you know, to the community I'll put up there. So mm-hmm. I can kind of be a little bit of a filter for you on music business type stuff that's happening. So, um, that's anyway, um, so make that happen, leave a five-star rating and review that makes us look legit to anybody else who's stumbling across us on iTunes. Um, share it with somebody, make sure that they know if, if you're finding value from this, then somebody else, you know, could find value. Somebody that's you know, worships you and your feed who's a musician could find value from this and turn them on to it. So, cause uh, you know, we speak the truth here. We want people to know uh, we want to share that information. And finally subscribe to the podcast to make sure that the, every uh, episode on Tuesday and every minisode on Friday with loaded with those value bombs comes right into your podcast player in order and you can consume them as you like. Right. That's right. Hey, we're 150 episodes in as of today. We show no signs of stopping. So That's right. Subscribe because there's more to come. And, and that doesn't even count the minisodes. We don't right. even count those. So it's yeah, like, so we're up around like 200 or something total. Episodes. Yeah, it's over 200. It's got to be over 200. That's something. Hey, and you're talking about reviews. We have a new review. Oh, uh, I love reviews. Yeah, we let them get backed up a little bit here, but we have some more. Uh, this one is from Matthew Keller. And I'll read here. It's Tough Love, five star. For that, it says, I listen to The Climb every week. You guys stretch me past my comfort zone. A few times I even got mad when it hit close to home and shut you off, but I always come back because I know the truth when I hear it. Bad habits, self-doubt, and amateur tactics die hard. Thanks for the tough love, guys. Matthew Keller. So, Matthew, thanks for the five-star review. Sorry when we make you mad, but as you know, we care and we want you. That is, um, that's honest, isn't it? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I just get pissed off and shut you off. Turn you off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I felt when I first met Warren Haynes, when I first saw him play guitar. Like, we had it all figured out moving down to Florida. And then I saw him play. I'm like, damn it. Right? This, we suck. Like, <laughs> it's like me and my wife. You make me mad. I go away. I come back. I, you know. yeah. <laughs> right on, man. And um, hey, we're going to talk about some uh, a bunch of cool stuff today. Um, I switched up the download on giftfromjohnny.com uh, just because the book got a little outdated. But mm-hmm. I have a... Um, a really killer PDF there. If you're new to the, to the podcast, if you go to giftfromjohnny.com, you can download for free the 21 uh, music marketing mistakes that all indie artists are making. And I think there's a lot of clarity in there that'll get you on the right track and make sure you're doing the right thing. So once again, that's giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y. <clears throat> so let's talk about patience. All right. Patience. I've been waiting so long for you to talk about patience. <laughs> Wait, like 150 <laughs> episodes. So it's about time. Patience, uh, they say, is a virtue, right? Yes. But I, whenever I heard that when I was in my 20s and I was an artist, uh, I didn't even know what the hell that meant. Like, what's a virtue? Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was so ambiguous to me. I was told to be patient, and I didn't understand the depth of it. Um, I think real patience is a massive boost to an artist ego because patience is understanding. It's a clear understanding of the scope of work. 
that has to be accomplished. Um, if you're uh, naive or oblivious to the scope of work, it's easy to get impatient, isn't it? Like, I mean, how many times, Brent, do you get people that'll hit you up? I get this all the time. They send me an email like, hey, can you help me be a singer? I, it's always been my dream to be, to be a singer. And I'm like, oh, are you a singer now? Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. That was against the law. Right, uh, yes. and, and how much evidence would there be to convict you of being a singer in the last six months? And right. a lot of My vocal cords just came in from Amazon and uh, I'm ready to be called <laughs> and now I can be a singer. Yeah. Yeah. And the, usually the answer I get is, you know, sometimes it gets surprised, but usually the answer is, you know, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Like, I just need a deal. And it's like, dude, you, you don't even sing right now. Like, you know, yeah. but step one. So, yeah. well, it's funny because it's about patience. I think that's true. So patience comes from having a realistic understanding of the process and the time and the work to put in. That's, I haven't heard it put that way before. And you're impatient because you think it can be an overnight thing. You just don't understand. You're naive to that. So this morning we were uh, getting Quill ready for school. Uh-huh. And this has to do with patience and understanding yep. the process. So, okay, we just brought little Hazel home from China. So at this point, as a recording, we've been back in the States since like uh, like three or four days or something like that. Not, not very long, right? Mm-hmm. And she's basically like a nine month old. She says, mama, every once in a while she'll kick out a dada. That's it. That's the extent of her linguistics. And not, we're just not talking just English. We're talking total, right? Not even Chinese. Mama. I was going to ask you, was that in Chinese or English? <laughs> mama. It's kind of okay. the same. That's English. Okay. And, um, and Quill's like, oh, I'm going to teach her how to talk today. We're like, all right, buddy, just go on to school. <laughs> you know, like, it takes a while. It takes, you didn't, you know, like he came in at seven and like, you didn't even know English. It took you a while to learn that. She didn't know anything, <laughs> you know, but it's like, okay, if you really expect that result tonight, after you get home from school, that you're going to be teaching her to talk, you're going to be pretty frustrated. And, but you'll be patient if you, under, you'll be patient if you understand that this is a process. It takes a while. It yeah. can't happen overnight. Not possible. That's right. To be like, hello, mom and dad. Hello. Thank you for giving me, you know. <laughs> Right. Like, so, don't kick her in the head if she can't converse with you at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. <laughs> don't get frustrated and throw it down like it's your blocks you're trying to build. You'll be if you understand the reality of it. So anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. So, so that's it. Like, if you're naive or oblivious to the scope of work, it's it's so easy to get impatient because you don't really truly understand the game that you're in and, mm-hmm. and how to play it. Um, you know, at your current job or at past jobs, I'm sure you've at one point laugh with your coworkers over a customer who has demands that are downright absurd because they're devoid of any logic when one understands the steps of the process, the magnitude of the job and the reality of the situation, you know? Um, But let's talk about patience in the context of something I think that we can all relate to no matter how well versed or naive the actual process may be corn, corn, corn. Okay. So picture this. Someone plants a seed of corn during the daylight, waters it, and then it begins to get red-faced, jumping up and down, cursing the team around them, cursing God, angry at the world because the ear of corn didn't immediately pop up. Mm. Yep. So what do they probably do? They probably dig it up and look at it, put it back in the ground. Yeah. And then, you know, like, let's say you're a farmer, you're a new farmer. It's your first day on the gig. Right. And then your, your next door neighbor, who's a farmer comes over and, and uh, you know, they're gifted at getting through to a hostile individual and convinces the person that they need patience because the corn takes time to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, and then a week later, same story, main character losing it, his or her marbles because they don't have corn yet. But clearly there's a seedling that's pushing through the dirt. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a protagonist again takes the bait by listening to the idiot whisper in the group and decides to wait impatiently. And then three weeks later, same story, no corn yet. Well, now it's just not meant to be. I'm a horrible farmer. God hates me. I don't know what I'm doing. I should have listened to my mother. You know, all my friends yeah. are right. I suck at farming. I should have gotten something more stable, right? Like, <laughs> does this sound familiar to you? Um, but then imagine there's one stalk of corn that somehow magically blows away the rest of the field. For some reason, that particular stalk of corn matured really fast and literally blew away thousands of other plants simply because it was the quickest and therefore the first stalk of corn to bear fruit, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now our former is even more depressed. The whole field should look like this, right? Because I'm sure this is how corn is supposed to grow. All right. Right? It's like, a, 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 this one grew up, now all the rest of them haven't, so therefore they're wrong, because this right. one's right. They don't see it as an anomaly. Right, yeah. Not they the don't exception. have that perspective, right? Yeah. Um, again, our, our farmer whisperer steps in, the next door neighbor, and talks some sense into the rookie, and she says, you know, look at all the other plants. They're all far behind this one, miraculous plant. So it's crazy to assume that this anomaly should somehow be construed as normal. This isn't normal. This is the outlier, mm-hmm. right? And the, the rest of the plants still need time, water, nourishment, defense from predators, TLC, in the belief that they can mature in order to make it mm-hmm. and harvest all the crop to sell at the market. Yeah. Uh, then another killer win, right? Like another stalk matures earlier than the others. And this one has two ears of corn on it, which is rare. And so now the farmer thinks, wow, I've been underestimating the potential reward of this field of corn the whole time. We're going to double our profits, right? <laughs> yeah. Like this is, this is the, just, just two ears of corn per stock. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and then once again, the, farm, the farmer whisper, the next door neighbor who works for magic and is able to get the farmer to understand that, that this too is an anomaly as the farmer. Learned, and by the way, like when you're doing something for the first time, I swear to God, you always get the anomalies first. <laughs> Don't you? You get like this outlier weird thing happen and this other outlier weird thing happen. And so it skews up your whole perspective. You hey, don't my know first it. cut was a top five. Exactly. Right? So I you're I like, Hey, this is awesome. Notion of how the business. <laughs> where to go but level off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the farmer learns more about growing corn. He will surely understand that, that one ear of corn per stock is what's to be expected, and any stocks with two ears are a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then harvest time comes, and the farmer gets very excited, but his, but his team is extremely worried. They have a short window to harvest the crop before it rots in the field. Because mm-hmm. the farmer isn't aware of this, he's not prepared in any way to handle such a massive task all by himself and without the proper tools or machines to, to make it happen and capitalize on all the work that he has put into growing, to, to, to making it happen, right? To mm-hmm. grow in the crop. Um, so friends come in to help, but they want to be paid, right? It's yeah. their time. It's their machine. Mm-hmm. The farmer hasn't made any money off the corn yet, so he understandably he feels poor, mm-hmm. right? He refuses to pay because he's unaware of the possible outcome. It's been too long and he spent too much time and too much money to come this far. Why would he give it away when he can harvest it all by himself? All by himself. Right? 
That mm-hmm. sounds like a couple people we know. Uh, then the farmer whisperer comes in and magically convinces the farmer to let them help because he'll make a lot more with the team behind him. And he'll waste 98% of the potential profit of the crop by trying to harvest all these acres by himself. Then the team gets together and they rock the fields. They harvest all the corn successfully. Now they got to get the corn to market. Now it's going to require some more tractors and trucks and transportation. Now the farmer's pissed again because he feels like more people are eating into his profits that he's worked so hard for, right? (laughs) But this is part of the process, right? Like, hey, you're not getting the corn to market. You know, one stock at a time or a station wagon worth of corn at a time. When you got multiple right. acres, you're going to need something a little bit bigger mm-hmm. to make that happen before it rots, before it's, it's starting to rot right now. You just pulled mm-hmm. it out of the ground. It's starting to die, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and so you guess it. The, the, the next door neighbor, the whisperer, comes in and, and says, this is normal and it's needed to optimize the chances for a profit. And if the farmer reluctantly agrees and another team of transportation people load up the – the crop and, and head to the market. And of course they got to get paid, but then, you know, on the way to market, one truck gets in an accident and the crop is ruined on one side of the road. And another truck is detained indefinitely at a way station because the specs of the truck didn't meet the state standards and the corn rots in the truck while the details are worked out. Mm-hmm. That stuff happens. And you headaches from ear to ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear my soybean jokes. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys see the correlation here? I mean, we laugh because if you've farmed, if you've ever had a, a garden, you know, if you've mm-hmm. ever grown a flower, you know that this is like funny and obvious mm-hmm. and ridiculous. This is a ridiculous yes. way to compare, you know, growing corn to the music industry. But, you know, Dude, even those of us organic yeah. and there's Monsanto <laughs> and... Never mind. Okay, go ahead. That's right. I mean, even if you haven't grown corn, you understand the basics of organics and organic seed planted into the ground. We know it takes time to bear fruit. So this story still, even if you've never grown corn before in your life, it seems obvious and silly. Right. But to an industry pro who's grown many artists, what if this is how you sound? What if you sound like that rookie farmer when you're talking to him? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Or how about in, you know, like a publishing company to, to the rookie songwriter, you know, or I mean, how many times like Brent, do you have like the, the songwriter that connects with you through songwritingpro.com and, and is like, um, well, I got three songs and I'm just going to, I'm just going to see how they do. Yeah. I'm or I'm coming to Nashville. And I'm just going to see if I can sell some songs. Yeah. <laughs> I got this one song. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Fine. Yeah, one good. song. Everybody yeah. tells me it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mom loves it. Great. I mean, when, when you hear the stories that you've told time and time again in this podcast. I'm about, getting in the corn game, see, <laughs> Colonel. Put, put your sucker in the ground. You say that with that, with that yellow freaking hat on. Right. <laughs> I know. I got my, got my corn farmer looking hat on. Yeah. I'm geared for this. But, you know, like when, when, like, when, they, when you hear that – you think, man, you're missing the boat, right? Yeah. Like you're missing the whole point. Like you could almost guarantee they're going to be, I mean, think about like your song, Monday morning church. Mm-hmm. Everybody told you no. Yeah. Until like, it eh, I don't hear it. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. passed on until they didn't. Yeah. And then, yeah. then Alan Jackson's producer was like, well, this is cool. And Alan Jackson's like, yep, let's do it. Top five hit. So they were wrong. Yeah. You know, right, so, yeah. so you're basing your whole career on, on what a couple people are pros are going to say. Like, 
Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pros passed on that. Pros pass on hits every day. I mean, you know, there's a big difference between being a dude with some seeds in his pocket and a farmer. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I there you go. That. There's right. some farmer wisdom. Darn it. <laughs> and that's it. You know, I get so many artists uh, through email and stuff. They'll reach out to me and, or they'll DM me on Instagram or something. And Hey, I encourage that. I'll, I'll respond to every one of them. Sometimes it takes me a little while, but I'll respond mm-hmm. to them. And it's, it's a whole lot of people with a whole lot of seeds. Yeah. Or they're just throwing seeds out. Yeah. And, and, and uh, look at, look at, I got seeds or some of them don't even have seeds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them don't even have that. They're like, I've always wanted to be a farmer. It's right. all I've ever thought about my whole life. So I'm going to be one. It's like, okay. Right. Like, what are you going to plant? Uh, well, uh, I just need a label. <laughs> yeah. I just need a thousand acres. Yeah. <laughs> and a combine. That's right. <laughs> no, we need to start with the backyard garden and just, yeah, yeah you grow it up there, right? You got to build it up. Go to the farmers market. If people start liking your tomatoes. Go from yeah. there. Think yeah. about okay. So let's think about that in terms of like, um, you know, we had that episode on nepotism that we were joking about, but yeah. um, it's always astounding to me to see. Well, for, like Jen Shot, we interviewed her last week, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> she came from a um, from a. Uh, um, a uh, musical family. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just grew up around it. Right. So that's the, Mm -hmm. to me, that's the equivalent of like growing up on a farm. Your dad's a farmer. The time you're a little kid, you're learning exactly what has to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. how it happens, how much time it takes, how many different people are involved in the team to make it work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the trials and tribulations of a good year versus a bad year and, 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 and how it evens out, you know, if you're, if you're consistent, right mm-hmm. in, in doing the work <clears throat> and um the uh and then some people get hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. They get jealous of that, right? If they, if they didn't come from a musical family or if they didn't, if they don't have a relative, like say in the music business, you know, mm-hmm. you know um, 
I remember reading all this stuff about Skid Row because they kind of got their deal through Bon Jovi, right? But mm-hmm. it's so great. They got their deal through Bon Jovi, but it, 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 they still had to make a freaking record and blow your mind. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was an awesome record. I don't care who you are, but it's so, so the connection made it a little easier for them to get there, but it, it wasn't uh, press the Eurostar button. Right. They still had all that work to do. And by the way, the only reason they got that opportunity was because the years and years and years of work that they'd done before. Right. Yeah. You know, side by side with John Bon Jovi before he got famous. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a relationship there. Oh, relationships. Damn, that's oh, a, relationships. That's a bad word. That's mm-hmm. a four letter word with more words, <laughs> with more letters. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you're talking to people, when you're talking to industry people, when you're thinking, when you're talking to yourself, when you're listening to that inner voice in your head, think about how you sound. Like I, you, you want to be patiently impatient. That means like mm. you've got to be impatient in the sense that you can't be waiting around to start working. Right. Because that's where I find people just being damn, downright lazy. You, yeah. you know, it's, it's like I – don't want to believe that I have to learn how to market myself. So I'm just, if I get the deal or I get a manager or I get a booking agent, all that stuff's going to work itself. I don't have to think about that now. So, so you're blowing it off. Yeah. It's an avoidance thing. Like, uh, you know, I'm just being patient for the seed to grow. I don't have to water it. Yeah. I'm just being patient. No. Or I'm just going to keep doing what isn't working and call it patience. Yeah. Or you know what? Like, I don't even have any seeds. Like I need money to get seeds. I'm going to need to have to have money first. I don't have money, so I can't get seeds. So I can't be a farmer. Yeah. Like, all right. (laughs) You know, that's one way of looking at it. You know what? If you say that you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right. I mean, so what does patiently impatient mean? It means that you have to be impatient about wasting time and opportunities and it means that you can't be impatient about going out to the garden or field and working every day to ensure that there aren't any bugs, diseases, droughts, floods, predators, fire, or stupid mistakes, right? Be impatient about the workings and the day-to-day attention to the process. Mm-hmm. Be impatient about learning everything there is to know about new systems, new methods, new ideas to become a student of the game when it comes to the process. Be impatient about that. Be impatient about learning the old methods to know how it changed and why it changed. You know, you can't break the rules until you know the rules. Right. Right. Uh, that goes for songwriting. That goes for marketing. That goes mm-hmm. for, for playing uh, your instrument. Like you got to know the rules first before you can break them. But you've got to be patient about the reality of the scope of work. Be patient about what really has to happen and how long it should take to achieve your goal. Um, you know, we talked about the, that first year, the first stock of corn that just came up out of nowhere and matured mm-hmm. way faster. And, and he thought, wow, all the rest of these suck. Well, you know what I would attribute that to? It, it, it's almost all the time when you have like an, an artist that is um, relatively new on their journey, their artist journey, but they have like a lot of talent Mm-hmm. This would be like, 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 this would be the opposite of, of Wilkes, right? Mm-hmm. Who was a very seasoned professional monster talent. Yeah. But when they get on the TV show, <clears throat> well, first of all, the weight that they put about getting on the TV show, like mm-hmm. getting on The Voice or getting on America's Got Talent or getting on American Idol is going to change my life forever. Right. 
when um, I had this conversation, I mean, I actually sold the workings of a TV show, the concept of it to, to the point where we had like bi-coastal camera crews, casting crews coming out from New York and LA to Nashville to cast mm-hmm. for a show that we're going to put together and try to sell to a network. I mean, they were, they were spending money trying to, that's what I mean by I sold it. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was talking to the head of West coast development for discovery communications, which is a massive entertainment umbrella. That's not discovery channel includes discovery channel, but like 21 other networks, you know, mm-hmm. um, they create a lot of reality TV. And I said, you know, I was talking to the, the head of West Coast Development at the time, uh, who's a friend of mine, a uh, oh, relationship there again, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he's it got an encyclopedic mind of TV. The dude's brilliant. And I mm-hmm. just was like, I'll bet you if I put a gun to your head, you couldn't, you know, there's been 14 at that point. There was 14 winners on, uh, on American Idol. I said, I bet you couldn't even name five of them. The winners. Yeah, winners. Yeah. And he couldn't. He's like, oh, you're right. I'm like, dude, you see, and there, there it is. There, he's in the business of TV. That's his job to know that. And he doesn't know, you know? So, right. so that TV show, is it going to get you some exposure? Yeah. Are you going to, is your Instagram going to blow up like while you're on TV? Mm-hmm. Literally <laughs> while you're on TV? Yeah. 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 Is it going to continue to blow up after you get off TV? No. No. Well, it's the winning the lottery thing. Most people that win the lottery a couple of years later, they're worse off than where they started. Yeah. You know, getting on the TV shows, like being on the lottery. If, if you don't already know how to handle money or handle attention or handle your career, a couple of years later, you're back to where you were. Yeah. Or immediately back to where yeah. you were. <laughs> yeah. If you're you know, lucky, it takes a couple of years to. And I remember Wilkes, like, you know, that's a good, like if you guys ever want to kind of follow up on a more in-depth like talk specifically about some of these TV shows, go back and read the interview we did with Wilkes who got on the voice mm-hmm. and did really, really well on there. <clears throat> he didn't win it, but um, mm-hmm. this is a guy that's already had three record deals. He's got a, a multiple publishing deals. I think, right. He's, he's, oh, he's I, in a publishing deal right now. Yeah. He's in a publishing deal now. Incredible. Um, you know, singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, musician, producer. Um, engineer, producer, like ever, like again, like n- learn the new processes, right? Like he's, I think he's the kind of guy that just, I don't think he ever sat down and scratched his head and said, well, I, I think I need to learn how to engineer now. No, he just was like, I, I got to get this crap done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like a thing that was in his way. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to learn this, because it, it wasn't rendering fast enough for him in his head. Like he's so smart, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so prolific. Well, he's an introvert and just didn't want to have to talk to other people. So I'll just learn how to do it. There's that too. <laughs> which he, books, I love you. Which he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He caused to be an introvert. So. <laughs> but, but like, I remember him saying in that interview where um, he, and by the way, there, he, he got discoverable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and talks about this on the podcast by d- listening to the the YouTube strategy that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I just did six videos and that's what he did. And of course his six videos, by the way, all one shot, like unsophisticated as far as the tech was concerned, mm-hmm. but brilliant yeah. with the artistry and the lighting. Like he's just in a dark basement with a beam of light shooting across half his face. And he sings into one microphone and makes you cry. Yeah. He, uh, a cover song and he, and he did it six times. And then they were like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, yeah. You know. And then they, he had all that other stuff from all the other hours he'd spent doing stuff. He was, they could go back and find stuff from yep. his high flight society days and, and that kind of stuff. So he had other yep. stuff out there and 
And he was good at, listen, he was good at playing guitar because he spent a lot of time doing it. He was impatient about learning the guitar. He was really good at singing because he's impatient about learning about singing. He got really good at songwriting because he was Mm -hmm. impatient about the process of songwriting and kept writing and writing and writing and writing. He was impatient about, um, he was a really good engineer because he was impatient about learning everything he needs to know about being an engineer. So he could put all that stuff together because he worked his butt off. Like that that was like, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole video probably took him, maybe an hour, right, mm-hmm. to get it all done, maybe an hour and a half, if that, right? But yeah. that was his whole life plus that hour and a that half. hour, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, this is what we mean by being patiently impatient. And, um, and but the point was about the TV show, though, is he gets on there, he's the only one reading the contract. Everybody else on there not reading the contract. Right. Nobody understands. And all they know is they're going to be on TV and they're excited. I'm going to be on TV. All yeah. my friends are going to see me. I'm going to be famous. And people are going to love me forever. Like, this is it. It's like, man, no. Like, like look at the actors like, that require, because it, marketing, branding requires reach and frequency. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got to be on TV a lot to become famous mm-hmm. right? yeah. perhaps or be on a show with a massive audience, but a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And a show like a talent show, like the voice where they're doing two seasons a year. Mm-hmm. That's not 28 episodes a year. And that's not, you know, friends, 10 seasons, you know, 260 yeah. episodes or whatever. And it's not in syndication where mm-hmm. uh, it's on three times in the afternoon on five different channels uh, or 50 different channels. Like it's everywhere. Like that's, yeah. that's being on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on once, twice, maybe five, six times, and then you're going to be done. Yeah. You know, it's not enough to become famous. It's enough to, to if you know what you're doing, to launch something. Yeah. Take you right. up at a level. Yeah. So, so, um, and so he just kind of gets into that and, and talks about the reality of that. But I mean, I've had uh, so many artists that are just like, uh, you know, every, everything they have in their artist career, their hopes and dreams and the whole boat is riding on whether or not they're going to get on a show like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, no, that's the one stock of corn. Yeah. You know, it's a, if you get it, it's a blessing. It's awesome. God bless. But that's, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you, unless you're an idiot on national TV. Right, yeah. But uh, I mean, is if you go and do your job, it's going to help you, but it's not, it's not going to make you think. Carrie Underwood didn't sell a billion records the day after she walked off American Idol. Right. You know, there's a whole lot of work that kept happening after that mm-hmm. from the team, the drivers and the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the harvesters and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, when you do this, when you, when you learn about the scope of the reality of the scope of work, how long it takes to build a brand and to reach an audience and you're patient about what really has to happen and you're, and you're impatient about the process. So you're working and you really fully understand how long it will take to achieve your goal. When you do this, there's no angst. There's no deep-seated aggravation because you feel like you should be at the finish line when you're not even 10% of the way there, you know, mm. or 5% of the way there. This, this is patience. Patience is an understanding of the reality of the process, the reality that relationships take time to foster for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Nobody, you're not going to meet somebody for the first time who's going to say, yeah, you know, come back, call me up next time you're back in town and we'll get together. And then it doesn't happen. And now that guy's a jerk and a liar and, and right. he's not honest and, and blah, you know, it's like, man, no, it doesn't, he probably doesn't even remember you. Yeah. He met him once. He was being nice, you know, yeah. like, like 
some relationships, no matter how big the marquee value is, are not going to be advantageous for you, mm-hmm. right? There's a value bomb. Every opportunity is not opportune, okay? Mm-hmm. Patience is understanding that there are plenty of people who are willing to do business your way and understanding that picking the next live body with a pulse can be a waste of time and push your end result back even farther. Patience is understanding the difference between the big win and an anomaly like that first stock of of, uh, corn or the double corn stock. And it's realizing that this is good and it's a win and it's, it's worthy of a, of a celebration, but it's not the norm. It's a lucky break and it needs to be assessed as such. And, it's, it, it, and maybe it bumps you up to another rung on the ladder, but you're not in the end zone yet. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a good, it's a good 30 yard pass maybe in football. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's not the touchdown yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the wisest people and the wisest artists that I've ever worked with, and Brent, I'm sure you would agree, the wisest songwriters that you've ever worked with, they're annoyed by the loss of time. <laughs> you know, wasting time. Like, like hastiness and superficiality are the, uh, the psychic and the artistic diseases of the 21st century. But um, here's a quote from um, uh, Hannah Hernard Hines. When you wear the weed of impatience in your heart instead of the flower of acceptance with joy, you will always find your enemies at an advantage over you. You know? So it, it, when you wear the, I'm going to read it again. When yeah, you wear please the, read that again. I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> when you wear the weed of impatience in your heart instead of the flower acceptance with joy, you will always find your enemies get an advantage over you. Hmm. So be patient. So, so be patient. Understand that that that, that joy is the process. Mm-hmm. The joy is writing the song, is recording the record, is doing the marketing and reaching an audience. There's joy in that, even though you don't want to talk about it right now, because right. it's a different kind of joy. But man, nothing feels better than a bunch of people who are like your song changed my life. Oh, and yeah. you can find that right on Instagram. You know, if you just spend two freaking minutes doing it. Um, right. Acceptance isn't accepting defeat or delay. It's understanding the process that these things are expected. That's when the truck overturns and gets in the accident and you lose a truckload of corn or gets caught at the wayside. It's, you're not surprised. There's, let me tell you something. I'll save you the suspense. There's a ton of speed bumps, potholes, catastrophic wrecks, yes. like plane crashes, like all this stuff is going to happen. Not literal plane crashes, I hope. God bless. I but, hope. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, impatience has never brought anyone any good. It serves as the mother of mistakes and the father of irritation. Um, I've had so many clients like that where things don't start happening the way they want them to happen, so they start making stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. And they start behaving like a bull in a china shop. And then guess what? Your team of professionals around you, even when they've gotten to that level, they understand it takes a team, they start to realize you don't get it. Yeah. And now you're turning them off. And they got mm-hmm. better places to spend their time right. and their energy. You know? So um, you can't eat corn that hasn't grown yet. You know, <laughs> right. So take Ain't the time. It ain't grown yet. <laughs> That's right. Take the time guys. Yeah. And, and learn how to, how to make this process happen. That's all I got to say about that. Cool. So be patiently impatient. Yes. And work. Just, just put your head down and work. You know, mm-hmm. if you put your head down and go to work on everything that you're supposed to be working on, I promise you very soon, you're going to lift your head up and you're going to be halfway there. What's the thing about trust the process, right? Yeah. Oh, you got to learn the process, pick a process. I mean, they're, yep. and then nose down, do the work. And every once in a while, come up, check, you know, 
How far along am I? All right, you know. Still, still go back down again <clears throat> and work on the things that need to be worked on and know yeah. that you don't know. You know, there's no knowns. There's mm-hmm. known unknowns. And then there's unknown unknowns. But in the music right. industry, you can turn the unknown unknowns into known unknowns. Right. I read in a couple books. In other words, there's stuff you know. There's stuff you don't know. There's stuff you know you don't know. And there's stuff you don't know you don't know. That's right. There's another That's way of right. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So go out there and find out some stuff so you can at least know what you find out how this works. You don't know something. <laughs> don't, don't, right. don't focus. Yeah. Don't focus on the last video from, from Taylor Swift and, 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 and start comparing your process to her, you know, she's mm-hmm. been doing it forever. Right. Uh, and she was doing it for a long time before she ever got a record deal. Oh, and it's years. A long time after she got a record deal. And there was a, and we've talked about some of the breaks that happened in there where they were able to take advantage of a situation like, <clears throat> You know, that what Rick Barker did in that situation where if we compare it to the corn truck, you know, getting mm-hmm. in a wreck and falling over and all that corn's rotten on the side, well, he started a bonfire and, and, and sold the heat yeah. <laughs> or something like that. You know I mean? Still turned it into a moneymaker, right? Yeah, like, that's, that was the CMA uh, appearance where she sang Tim McGraw to Tim McGraw. So right. When, other episodes, when, you don't know what that's that right. Yeah. Like, go back and listen to that. But that's where she was supposed to, she was supposed to play on CMAs and, mm-hmm. uh, and at the last minute they cut her from the show. And yeah. so they, the, the producer was like, I don't, I don't need any more performances. I, I need a moment. He's like, well, I got your moment. Yeah. You know? And then he just cooked that up right there on the spot, sold it. They bought it. She, he went and then he had to sell it to Taylor who was good mm-hmm. and ready to fit to be tied. Right, as yeah. she should be, you know, she was promised this, this, and this, and it didn't happen. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Another speed bump, car wreck, yeah. pothole, um, all that. So, so guys, that's, that's what your career is going to look like. Uh, but when you love doing what you do, I mean, I'm not saying that to, to telling you that to, to scare you away, but it's, 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 it's what you, you've got to understand the way that it happens. And it takes a while to grow that corn. You know, it takes a mm-hmm. while to grow that, uh, to grow that career. And uh, when you keep plugging away at it, it'll keep growing. If, as long as you're intelligent, as long as you're a student of the game, that's why we're here. So that's right. There you go. Um, anyway, uh, so with that, guys, you know, if there's things that you know that you don't know and you want to know, I know I can help huh. you out. <laughs> hit, hit me up for a consultation. Um, it is, it, it's a great, like, it, it, I can really help you strategize. Just Imagine what it would feel like waking up in the morning and know exactly what you've got to do that day to get yourself into growth because you've got a plan, you yeah. know, and a checklist of things that you've got to do that are crafted to you, to your artistry, to, to what you are specifically trying to do. You have clarity. <clears throat> and now instead of trying to think about it, you can actually do it and get some stuff done and still have this other life that's actually putting food on your table and <laughs> clothes yeah. on your back and everything, you know, while you're trying to make that happen. So reach out to us for a consultation, guys. Uh, info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line, please, so that it gets into the right folder. And we'll reach out and, and set up a time to do that. And it's, um, you know what? It's a little bit of money. It's, it's well worth the price. It's investing in the knowledge of what you got to do to make this work. And you will get results. You'll get results right away. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a couple of needles that move for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get a record deal. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to learn the process. So. Right, yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of another killer uh, climb episode, guys. Again, join the climb community if you haven't done so already on Facebook. We'd love to have you in there. It's growing every day. Subscribe to the podcast. 
leave a five-star rating and review and tell somebody about it. Share it on your social media. Let other people know. It's it's good information. So if you like it, it's going to be make you look cool if you share it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the deal. All right. So this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. Or keep on farming and we'll see you at the crop. Boom. Oh, there we go. That just happened. Yes, it did. I've been thinking about that. You were thinking about that for a while, were you? Yes, I was. (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.